Welcome to the Motivate, Lead and Inspire podcast. My name is Haki Mr Impact and in these episodes we discuss the relevant challenges facing young people in the UK which I initially aired on my Thursday evening radio show on colourfulradio.com. Be sure to visit www.facebook.com forward slash Hakeem Mr Impact, that's MR for Mr, where you'll find the rest of my podcasts. Have a great day. My name's Hakeem Mr Impact and this is MLI Jam, Thursday evening. We are now moving into the youth debate. Alongside myself, I have my co-host Nana P. What's going on in Nana P? It's all spectacular. Spectacular. That's the sort of words we love to associate with. And then we have our studio guest for this week, who's going to enrich the conversation about young people. We have, I call her EB, but you're going to introduce yourself. You can put your full princess title. Yes. Indeed. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to be on air. Um, my name is Abella Wangu. Hakeem christened me EB from the start. I think everyone in Impact calls me EB. Yeah. Nice, like if you don't know Impact, by the way, anyone listening, Impact is the dance organization that's been running for 25 years and it's still going strong. And we pride ourselves on building fully functioning individuals. So, Ebi, where did you come into all that? Yeah. So, I at school, so I used to go to a secondary school in Essex and we were a performing arts college. So, we would take part in all sorts of big arts initiatives and stuff like that. So Big Dance 2010, we had, I was doing my GCSE dance at the time, and we had this man just appear at the door, Hakeem Onibudo. Uh-uh. <laughs> Do you know the joke is when you said some man, I was like, who the hell? <laughs> okay. In like a blaze of lights. Okay. But it was mad because we were doing the Big Dance choreography, and Hakeem mm. came in to teach us. And basically my teacher selected two of us from school to be part of the project mm. and then we had lots of external people as well there were people from like I can't remember the school I think Royal Lib Boys School got involved right, okay. lots of different people Hakeem came in for like a week we were training every day like preparing to record all the choreography because then a DVD would be made mm. shared with everybody in London and they would all learn the dance from it what year was this again? this is 2010 wow so this is a long nine time years ago, ago. one right. decade <laughs> I was 15. Yeah. Lovely, Ebi. Can you just come closer to the oh, microphone yeah, just for us so that everyone can hear every word you Indeed. say? Thank you. But yeah, I remember at the end of the week, we went down mm. to Sadler's Wells Theatre and did like all the filming and stuff. And Sadler's Wells, I love because even when I was at primary school, I used mm. to play African drums. Okay. And we'd go and perform there because my school was in Islington. So it was just, it felt really, it felt like I'd come full circle to come African back. African drums, you kept that one quiet. <laughs> Is mum watching? Miss listening, by the way. I, my mum's at work. And she's at work. And she'll listen to the we can, podcast. We can send her the podcast. Mm. Damn. <laughs> and sit down, keen her teeth, and say, yes, that's my daughter. Anyway, yeah. So obviously, Hakeem came in, did this massive project. I was all excited, like ran home to my mum, like, mum, wow, like this different style of dance that I've not done properly before. Mm. There's this guy that's, that's teaching it, and he wants to train me. And my mum's right. like, dance? To do what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh but, my but mum, but mum, like... <laughs> really, was it like that? Yeah, she was like, no, you're doing your GCSEs. There's no dance involved here, sorry. Oh, wow. Even to do GCSE dance in the first place was like a big fight because she wanted me to do French and all this stuff. Mm. But she was like, okay, I, I've let you do GCSE dance. You focus on that, get your mm. grades. And then afterwards, you can do what you want, basically. Mm. Mm. So I carried on studying, did GCSEs, ended up with all A's and A stars. So mum was happy. 
Mm. And then I think it was when I finished school. Hear that, Nana? A's and A stars. <laughs> yeah. Not no B. No pressure, my dear. <laughs> B for <fine>. backward. <laughs> Sorry, 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 sorry. Let's behave now. Let's behave. I'm just excited to have my family in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Aww. This is like family business. Come on, anyway. It's Karen. true. It's actually yeah. true. Yeah. This is the thing with impact. So there were we were obviously FFI, fully functioning individuals. Mm. And it wasn't even just dance. It was like you're being sculpted into the person you're going to become. So remember, if you were late for rehearsals, <laughs> you'll come and you'll do 10 press-ups. Yeah, because yeah. why are you late? Yeah. And then we had like people like Keanu, AD, they were just like big brothers in the mm. group as well. So mm. Big shout out to Keanu band. Wilson in Bristol, shout out to AD somewhere in London doing his thing. Cycle. Yeah, yeah cycle, <laughs> innit? Cycle. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, where do I go from here? So you kind of were talking about um, the kind of already the initial, uh, I don't want to say friction because I don't want to disrespect your mum because your mum's mm. a lovely person, but mm. there was obviously not, your mum wasn't really seeing that as, as, as an option in terms of you so what what happened from your point of view because i know i made the effort to keep in touch i knew it was going to be a situation where it could be a good two years before <laughs> you'll be allowed to dance but i believe that to hang on that long and keep in touch with you and regularly send you a message to say how you're doing was important enough how what was going on in your side of things it was really good because i think at that point i saw you not as a dance teacher but as like a mentor as a sponsor as somebody that had my best interests at heart mm. um so it was a case of obviously we touch base every once in a while mm. and then i think when i got to a levels it was still kind of focusing on academics focusing on academics so it was, i think it was when i started uni mm. that i had a bit more free time and obviously you've gone past the major mm. academic hurdles mm. Um, and that's when I started kind of joining you guys for training. Mm. Um, and I'd say for parents, especially I think for African parents that have maybe moved to this country as immigrants, for mm. them, they see education as a doorway and a pathway to success. Mm. It's like once you've read a book, nobody can take that knowledge from you. That's right. Once you've got your degree, you hold that. No one can say, oh, but you don't have X, Y, Z. You hold it up. It's a certificate. It's mm. paper. Everybody can see you've achieved it. Mm. So I think for them, that's why the educational side is very important and I completely agree I really do think it's good to have that foundation and even you obviously you studied at uni mm -hmm. got all that done but then so, also so so already I'm going to start being controversial so if I hadn't studied at uni Ooh. would you have looked at me differently how would that how would that have transposed even that information to your parents like oh this boy just jumps around and dances <laughs> tell me <laughs> I think honestly it's one of those hoops that you jump through and I think for them, it almost gave them a bit more hope. It's like, okay, actually, Abella can go to uni and then she can do all the dance what, stuff later. What, your parents? Yeah, I think so. Really? If you were just pure dance, then they would have been scared that you'd maybe, like, just drag me out of wow. academics or da 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it sounds wild, but I think when you look at the rates and numbers of people that go to university, mm. it's, it's just a given. It's standard. Everybody... What, now? Yeah, now. So you think now it's becoming... No, I don't want to misinterpret that, Ooh, that, no, that statement. What, 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 no, what do you mean by that? So, so as a result of everyone going, what mm. does that do? Is that is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think what it does is it adds an, a, another layer of differentiation. It's like, okay, because everyone or a lot of people are going to uni, mm. you need to make sure that you go and you study something that's tangible, ah. that will give you practical skills when right. you then come out of uni. Right. 
Um, and I don't want to say this degree is bad or this degree is good, but for example, studying a science, studying economics, studying maths, studying things that give you transferable skills mm. into something that's professional later on, mm. I think is very useful. But, but do you think, I mean, like, okay, so I did biochemistry. Mm. I would argue that that didn't teach me anything really transferable. Mm. It, I mean... I mean, you spend a lot of time in a lab coat. Mm. Spend a lot of time pouring things and getting measurements right. Mm. So maybe you could have transferred that to cooking jello fries. Nigeria, do you know what I mean? Um, I think, but but yeah. What, okay, so and the then the I'm, other extreme. Sorry, mm, the other extreme is um, someone listening now who's studying theology. Mm. How are they going to feel about what you just said? I think when I talk about uni as a whole. I think it's the experience that shapes you because throughout school, you're given structure. You come in at nine o'clock, mm. leave at three o'clock and your teachers basically feed you what it is that you need to do. Mm. Whereas at uni, the skill that you learn is that actually this is the work that I need to do. My lecturer doesn't even know who I am because I'm <laughs> yeah. one of hundreds of students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have to now be an independent, proactive self-thinker mm-hmm. and do stuff myself because mm-hmm. it's nine o'clock lecture mm. no one's gonna wake me up drag me to the room it's mm. you that has to kind of take that onus upon yourself mm. and I think when I talk about like hard subjects mm. I think it's about opening as many doors to opportunity as possible mm-hmm. so just simply saying that I think a lot of employers and just people in general it's like saying that you went to Oxbridge not everybody needs to go to Oxbridge, but mm. when you hear it, you think, oh, okay, there's been some sort of rigorous kind yeah. of activity that's gone on behind there. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Also, I should probably say, I don't think everybody needs to go to uni. And I also don't think that it's Nana's now. pointing at you. Yeah. <laughs> long, long Ghanaian finger just protruded <laughs> from behind the microphone. Nana's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what? I also don't think that because of the time we live in such an exciting time now like social media just opens so many opportunities you don't need to go and study media to become a to become a presenter you can just put content out Mm. somebody will spot you and then you end up doing that but but anyway i got my views on that why did we see a long finger oh it's because i saw Paige mouth that part and is that what you said that's what she said (laughs) and um i just thought yeah I, I agree. Not everyone needs to go uni. Do you need to go uni? Um, I would like to because I want to get the most out of life. But um, okay, well, yeah. And you think it's important to I go uni? I don't think it's mandatory per Whoa, se. Big word but there. See, <laughs> wow. Only the best on this show. Yeah, articulation. Yeah, mandatory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just because I visualized the word. You don't think I it's mandatory, it. but you think it no. will it will help you get the best. Yeah. Do you feel that if you don't go to uni, you'll always be thinking, what would it have been like? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Also, I'm just going to be very straightforward. It sounds bad, but when you are, first of all, a woman in this society, Mm. second of all, you're black. Talk, talk, talk. (laughs) Talk. Second of all, you're black. 
Hmm. You're already at a disadvantage, and this 100%. is not me being jaded. This is this is data. So if you look at the statistics for gender pay gap, gender pay gap is definitely Keep there. talking, man, loud and clear, when please. <laughs> now they're collecting stats for the ethnicity pay gap. Mm. You're already being paid less than your colleagues. So for me to then turn up to an office and be like, oh, I don't have a degree. I know all these other people do, but I mm. don't. And then still try to close that pay gap. It's mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. We at least True. need to start somewhere that's close. Mm. Right. Then, Right, 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 right. Um, I want to carry on this conversation, um, but um, what I want to get into is <clears throat> is okay. So after uni, um, you haven't really revealed what you're doing right now. Oh, it's um, true. You haven't revealed what you're doing, and obviously, we're really proud of what you're doing. Um, <laughs> and we've had a few conversations, we've had a few meetups and and conversations. So, it'd be really, really interesting for colourful listeners to hear where you are right now and your aspirations moving forward. So come back to you, Evie. Um, yeah, so uni. What did you study at uni? I studied economics. Raw, big things. And this is the thing. So I wanted to study dentistry for a long time. Okay. Which is apt because I've had dental surgery today. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was gonna. Say, I didn't want to say it live yet. Yeah. I was gonna say could have done with that now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so anyone listening out there, um, Evie had um, literally had dental surgery today, so it was in the balance where she didn't even come in, speak on the microphone, but she's here. Um, but anyway, moving on, you did economics instead. Yeah, and I think I chose economics because partly I was really interested in the development side of economics, so understanding how you develop countries, how you increase people's welfare and well-being, mm. Um, and then also because I loved businesses, like I wanted to understand how companies worked and what made a really good company. Mm. Okay, and then? Um, so while I was at uni studying, mm. I was obviously dancing with you. Mm-hmm. And then I was also trying to figure out what I was going to do career-wise mm. as well. Remind so, me, where did you go, uni? A city in of Islington. Of course, you in yeah. City in Islington? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Someone said, yeah, I thought you went to some big Ox- Oxford or something, Cambridge. Like, <laughs> One day, it, soon come. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> to do PH, doctor. Yeah, all that. But um, okay, so here's another question. Loads of questions. Um. Do you have any regrets staying in London? Um, no, because once I graduated, I moved abroad. So I kind of got that excitement of being away from home, but I was earning money as well. So okay, so jump to that next that <laughs> next thing, yeah, the, the going abroad. I still remember when you told me, <laughs> my mouth just went, bam, hit the ground. Go on, tell, me, tell, tell the viewers what happened between graduating and and the next stage yeah so basically while i was at uni i was doing internships in investment banking graduated and then i got a job in private wealth management in abu dhabi so i was in malta for one month for training and then like moved to the middle east and it's funny because when you say middle east everyone's like oh my gosh uh how are you going to go to church are you going to have to be covered up all the time yeah but Abu Dhabi, I think basically there's a spectrum of countries in the Middle East. Abu Dhabi is very liberal. Mm. And then you've got maybe like Saudi at the other end, at the other end okay. that's very sort of strict. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think uni in London is expensive. You'll move out and you spend all your money. And I think if you do it, maybe do it for one year, but mm. not for the whole three years. Mm. But yeah, I got the opportunity to work and live in just a beautiful different country. Mm. And I think... But you're really underselling it because I still remember it was such a big thing. I still remember <laughs> when you told me, like, I think... I can't remember if you told me on the day when we met up or if you told me before and I said, right, you need to come and see me. But I still mm. remember going... 
it was really funny because I felt like uh, I kind of felt a responsibility like not like you wouldn't have checked this out and you wouldn't have spoken to mom and all that but I was like I was really questioning you wasn't I mm. I was like and it's funny because when I was there I got to dance like it opened well, more doors yeah. in terms of owning dance for myself yeah. and putting on a business hat when yeah. thinking about dance okay because for me it's always been a passion because yeah, you were teaching and stuff it. out there yeah, innit? I was teaching uh, uh, making big tax free money it was funny I really wanted to teach and people knew that I danced they were like oh do you mm. do classes mm. and I was like I don't but like maybe I should yeah so I partnered with it was a kids centre right but they had a studio so it was a case of parents could drop their kids in the kids center to play yeah, yeah, and then yeah, the parents yeah. could come in and dance yep so i charge per class and i built like a really good community hey, he's looking at me like yeah you know what ban london let's just go <laughs> to Everdog. no 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 we're all good with london yeah okay and after that you came back yeah. you came back a bit quicker than you thought you were yeah gonna come that's back. the thing so when i moved i didn't really have a timeline i thought okay i could go out there forever I could go out there for a year. Like, it could be anything in between. Mm. So what did mum say when you said you're going out? Um, she collapsed on the floor. Is it? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Virtually. Right. But yeah, my parents, bless them. They understood, because obviously I'd been at they home. They did. They understood. Forever long. Okay. So Were you like, scared to tell them? Tell the truth. Was I scared to tell them? No. I was happy and excited to tell them. Mm. But when I actually left, so when I was on the flight out to Abu Dhabi, I cried on the plane. Why? Why did you cry? I think it's, there's always that fear of the unknown. Like once you've committed to someone, something, it's like, yeah, I'm doing it. But now then you're when on you're on the plane, plane it's yeah. like, oh, wow, yeah. I'm actually doing it. And you're there by yourself and it's just crazy. Mm. But then once you land and you just get into the swing of life, mm. everything just happens and you get on. Amazing. What do you think of that story, Nana? It's incredible. Mm. A really incredible story. Like, did you learn any new culture from where you went or had to learn language adaptations anything like that i think the interesting thing about the uae is that 90 percent of its population are expats mm. so they're from mm. australia 90 percent 90 wow and only 10 percent is local uae Emirati. united arab emirates emirates yeah so it's made up of the seven Sorry, but states. You said you're in Abu Dhabi. Is that the same? Yes, yeah, so Abu Dhabi is one of the seven states right, within it. So you've right. got Abu Dhabi, Ras Al Khaimah, right? Different states that okay. make up the country. So the thing with the UAE is you never really become a citizen. Right. It's even if you marry an Emirati person, yeah, you don't have that Emirati, citizenship. Emirati, I like that one. <laughs> Who did you marry? An Emirati. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think Sorry. what I'd advise to young people this is the takeaway from this is that you should definitely live work study somewhere abroad mm. because it just broadens your horizons and also it kind of confirms who you are as a person because mm. there's certain things like for me my faith is very important yeah. so it's a muslim country but i managed to find the little church area yeah. that there was i was mm. there every sunday like mm. really active mm. um and it's funny because everywhere there's mosques so at 5 a.m you'll hear the call mm. to prayer yeah. regardless yeah. of your faith yeah. mm. so definitely okay. live abroad yeah what do you think about that nana yeah i think i just realized kind of how similar we are in a way because Who, you two yeah what did i say like because <laughs> that's basically all of the aims i wanted to do like i was talking to my mom the other day about um like studying abroad or being an exchange student mm. and just you know getting to know myself in that aspect so yeah interesting to hear i it. think what would be really good 
if it, if for it to really work organically more than me to try and put it out there even though i'm going to put it out there is is that you definitely to stay in touch mm-hmm. and um you bugger she's busy <laughs> she's busy we bugger and you say you know what this is what i'm feeling right now this is I don't know what to do. I don't know. Because you're going to have those decisions as well. Being yeah. Miss Proactive Nana P yeah. that you are. You're going to have those decisions. And sometimes those decisions are the hard ones. Like, you know, you long for such a long time to get an opportunity. Like the opportunity you had to go abroad. And then all of a sudden it presents itself. And then you start asking yourself a question. But am I ready? Yeah. Should I take this? You know what I mean? And then that's when you have to really dig deep. Go internal and think. And try and analyze who you are. And also this that is the those are the important times when you have people around you and obviously family will advise you but to have some people who maybe have been through an experience similar or at least who are open-minded use the word sponsor as well mentor these Mm. kind of people around you are going to say well this is how i see it but ultimately they're not going to tell you what to do but they're going to give you some sort of direction Mm. as to how you're going to make your decision